Hey, Danny. Hey, Kevin. So who is the wordest of the week? So this guy created probably one of the greatest sci-fi characters of all time, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> all the comment sections are going wild right now. No, not Jar Jar Binks. But uh, George Lucas is our wordest of George the week. George Lucas, in spite of creating Jar Jar Binks, which I personally think he's a great person. And by the way, he's also a Sith Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so George Lucas, the creator of Star Wars. That's yeah. what we're talking about this week. Cool. A wordist. A person who believes words have absolute meaning, willing to kill or die for their beliefs. Each episode follows a wordist who tells stories through words, images, or audio. They may not be martyrs or murderers, but they are masterful storytellers. Welcome, Welcome to, to The, the Wordist. So if George Lucas is our wordist of the week, then why in the world are we doing George Lucas? Well, George Lucas, you know, he created Star Wars. You know, that's one of the biggest... Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> but uh, The Rise of the Skywalker is about to come out this month, and we've actually had a really good Star Wars medium already come out this past month, and that's The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, The Mandalorian. And that thing is... That thing's good. It's very good. <laughs> we'll review it in a minute. So, all right, so Skywalker's coming out, which is, by the way, what, episode nine, I think? Yeah, and I've already got my ticket. You've already bought a ticket. We'll go. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to go see it before even Christmas. It's the 21st or something like that. It comes out it? The, 20th, the 20th, but I'm seeing it the night. Like, so like I don't know why movies do this, but, you know, they're coming out with it the day before. Yeah. It's, a, it's official release, so I'm seeing it the 19th at, like, 7 p.m. Okay, cool. So here's the thing. Uh, it's the ninth episode. And the newer ones have kind of been hated. The original three were kind of hated. I think uh, they've been loved and hated. Or, or the first three episodes. And the but, but we love it all. Yeah. Okay. Love might be a strong word. Some of them we just sort of like a little bit. But, but that's why we're doing it because we just love this Star Wars universe that he has created. Yeah. And uh, you know, so George Lee, like he he has done Star Wars, but he's done other things. He's done some other things earlier before Star Wars, and then some since. Yeah. And he did um. American Graffiti, that was his first big movie. And that's actually pretty good. It's sort of like... Um, it won uh, Best Picture, uh, and Best Director. It goes back to the... Was it the 50s? I think it is. The late yeah. 50s. When, it's you know, a, yeah, it's it's like a, a teen movie about yeah. them during that time. And if you haven't seen it, you should go back and watch it. Because it really is good. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like it. Had a lot of people... By the way, it also had... Uh, Richard Dreyfus, uh, but it had um, Ron Howard. Uh, Ron Howard, Harrison Ford has a small part in it. Yeah, and there's a woman. I think it's Andy J Andy Angie Dickinson. You know, she was in it. She was a actress in the '70s yeah. that was kind and of it, a heartthrob. And and I like I like that movie just because like it it feels like a it's taken out of a time and it's just you know, it's it stays that way forever and it's yeah. just a fun nostalgic for the time it's a good movie plus all the cars are cool yeah and i think there was a sequel that wasn't nearly as good i think there's I don't know a about this. i think there is a sequel to it but anyway so what else has he done besides that well i didn't know this prior to studying this but he is basically the creator of Indiana Jones yeah and i i had no idea i thought he just did basically 
you know, Star Wars. I had, but I thought it was Steven Spielberg who did Indiana Jones, and he did. I mean, he directed it. Yeah, they worked together. Was that, that? I wonder if that was that maybe their first. Uh, it might have been collaboration. I don't but, know. But I, I, I was like, wow, like I had no idea George was even involved. I thought it was just Steven Spielberg, and you know, I love Indiana Jones. It's great, and so he's kind of the idea guy. And Steven Spielberg is more of the execution kind of guy. Yeah, I, I really like Indiana Jones. Uh, you know, now that I think about it, Indiana Jones came out in between Empire Strikes Back yeah. and Return of the Jedi. And it, it sort of gave you something to tide you over. Yeah. Almost. Because I think it came out like in 81 or 82. I don't remember exactly when. But, you know, the Star Wars movies were 80 and then 83. And that's how much, how meaningful they have been to us because I remember the exact dates of them. So he's made some pretty good stuff. Yeah. Okay. And he's, in George Lucas, he's had such a, a hands-on approach to anything Star Wars up until 2015 when he sold, or 2012 when he sold. Uh, Jeez, he sold it? Yeah, he sold it to Disney. How much? Four billion. Four billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you could buy a lot of Big Macs for that. <laughs> Gee whiz, but, $4 billion. Uh, but, and he's had such a hands-on approach for everything, like comic books, you know, yeah. like all the TV shows that have come out, like Clone Wars and everything. Uh, he's even done the video games. He's had such a hand in that. And I love, like, growing up with, you know, I feel like I've grown up in the good era of video games. But he's had such a hands-on approach with even the video games. Okay. And Probably the thing I'm least knowledgeable about yeah. in Star Wars lore, because I'm not a big gamer. But, um, so... Obviously, you know, The Mandalorian has just come out. And what do you think of that show? Oh, I really like it. I think it's, uh, you know, uh, I talk about sometimes your Mount Rushmore of something. You know, it's not my idea. I mean, a lot of, someone else came up with it. But, you know, Mount Rushmore has four faces on it. So what's the four best of something? Yeah. You know, for example, people say the four best quarterbacks in NFL history. That's their Mount Rushmore. Okay. What's the four best Movies of all time. That'd be hard to come up with. But the four best Star Wars stories yeah. of all time. And, you know, obviously to me, it's got to be A New Hope. Episode four is first. And then Empire is second. Mm-hmm. Some people swap those. I don't care. I do. I swap them. But the third, you know, would have been, um, definitely would have been probably uh, Return of the Jedi. And then I'd put The Mandalorian as fourth. Now, I don't know though. I might actually be willing to swap those last two. Yeah. But we'll see because it's only right now as we record. There's four episodes out. Yeah. And I mean, for all we know, episode five could be a real stinker, and then from then on, it could just stink totally. Yeah. Now That's Disney, by of. the way, has already ordered season two. Yeah. Before but season I think one, already working on it. Yeah. Before season one even released, they had already ordered yeah. season two, so they knew it was going to be a hit. Yeah. And thankfully, because of that, John Favreau and Dave Fiolini. The, uh, the writers and the creators of The Mandalorian are going to have a bigger involvement. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Star yes, Wars. Like, John Favreau is great. The I, Elf, one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. <laughs> he created that, but he's done a lot of wonderful things. And in my opinion, they should just give him Star Wars. He doesn't have to write and direct and produce all of it, but he should have a say because he's good. Yeah, and he's done a good job. The Mandalorian is that good. So what's The Mandalorian? It, so it's basically... I call it John Wayne in space. <laughs> okay, that's Cause, pretty good. Because it feels like a Western, you know, and you got this main character who's kind of quiet, mysterious. He's a bounty hunter. And he's walking around everywhere. Like, 
I, I joked that they should call it the walking Mandalorian because <laughs> half the shots are him just walking places. Yeah. But it's good. It's like that sounds terrible, but it's it's still an entertaining show. Um, but I, I just it's it's a fun little thing, and I'm I'm hoping that it doesn't go downhill because like a lot of TV shows tend to go downhill as they go on. But it's it's really good, and uh, and it's kind of relevant, and that's why we bring it up, even though George Lucas didn't necessarily have a hand in this. Well, like like we said just a minute ago, it's George Lucas created the universe. Yeah. Okay. He birthed this wonderful universe that could have so much. There, there's tons of of potential for stories, and it's all him because he's the one who created the character, the first Mandalorian character, which. Yeah. You know, as as we know, was in episode one or two. No, it was in it was in a Empire Strikes Back where Bubba Fett is introduced. Yeah, but I was talking. Okay, I'm sorry. It's it's a struggle. Yes, Boba Fett was introduced in Empire Strikes Back. That's the first time. And we he has Darth Vader walk up him. to him, and he's like, "No disintegrations." Yeah, you know. And then you go back in time for the newer movies, which were episode one, two, and three, and. and there's- you Boba find Fett. out that that Jango Fett is the the father of Boba Fett. No, no, no. or yeah, yeah. Jango is the father. Jango was the, the 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 pattern by which they stamped all the clones. They yeah. cloned him. He's the gene pool. Yeah, he's the gene pool. They cloned him to bring all the clones, aka stormtroopers. Okay. No, no, no. That's actually wrong. That's a common misconception. Well, okay, but the, the stormtroopers are in the, the original trilogy, and they're not clones. But the face and the the costume—that's the connection most people yeah. make. it's similar. It was yeah. changed because uh, stormtrooper armor is different. That, that's a common misconception. Okay, but um, and so um, this Mandalorian, this character in the series, is one of the same uh, group of people yeah. from Mandalore, a planet that mm-hmm. you said. You were first. You I, you later on found out was what? yeah. I played a video game called Knights of the Old Republic, and if you're a video game fan, and you haven't played Knights of the Old Republic, play it. I know it's older, but it's amazing. It's, it still hold up. You think? Oh yeah. I, yeah. So now you can play it on your phone, which I think is amazing because I played it on uh, a PC years and years and years ago uh, when we first got like a Steam account, and I was like, whoa, why have I never heard of this before? This is great. Like. The story is better than the prequels, you know, and it was made by Bioware, but it, it's a great game. Play it if you haven't already, but you probably already have if you're a big video game fan. Um, and in that game, you go to the planet Mandalore and you actually meet some of the Mandalorians. Okay. And you get to talk to them and you hear about their history and how they used to be this great race. And now they're kind of like dying out because the Jedi have come in and, you know, they were a warrior race. They kind of had some fighting in here and there. And now they're kind of dying out. And the Mandalorian takes place so much later when there's not very many of them left. And you follow just this one lone Mandalorian. And the cool thing about these Mandal- like this Mandalorian that, that has sparked a connection in my mind. You know, Mandalorian, is his skill and power is not an innate power like a Jedi. You know, the Jedi have this ability that they're sort of born with. Yeah, the and they nurture it and grow it, and it's the force that flows through them. And I know the Metachlorians, everyone hated that idea, whatever. Uh, but then the Mandalorians, though, are sort of like a new a new Jedi race, but they're not native in strengths. They have their power because of skill and because of the equipment that they carry. Yeah. And I always think of that, I, I think of it, 
as I was watching The Mandalorian, I was sort of making the connection to uh, superhero lore. And, you know, you've got Batman versus Superman. Superman has the innate skill and ability because he came from, you know, another planet and all that, the power that he has because of that. But Batman is someone who he's just got skill and then this equipment that he has crafted with the help of his butler and all of that. And that's kind of the, the difference between the Jedi and the Mandalorian. And I've always been a Batman fan over Superman. I like Superman okay. But I like the Mandalorian because he's sort of like Batman. Yeah. And that he's he's just really skilled and really good at what he does. And then he's got these cool tech toys built into his costume and his equipment that he carries the, around. That little thing where he like when he's on when he's kneeled down and he spoilers. You know, you're gonna get spoilers in this. Sorry. Yeah, stop <laughs> now if you don't want to get any spoilers on the Mandalorian. Go. Yeah, but uh he's got this like tool on his wrist and he just kind of aims down and it's got all these little darts in it. Mm-hmm. And like twelve darts fly out or something yeah. and kill all these different <laughs> stormtroopers in the area all at once and they like zoom around the room. It's a bad mama jama. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> cool. Awesome. Um and he actually disintegrates people. He's he's allowed to, unlike <clears throat> Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so he's pretty cool. He's a bounty hunter, and he goes around, and he's he's been caught, been tasked with uh, capturing this creature, and it turns out that this creature is what? A little baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Now we don't know if it's Yoda's kid or not, but that's what we've called him. So cute he is. Because <laughs> we don't have any kind of like name for Yoda species or anything. Yeah, he's just a baby Yoda, <laughs> and yet he's fifty years old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it. It's a good show. Watch it if you don't. It's pretty if good. You can. Yeah, yeah. So George Lucas, where did he come from? I mean, he didn't just like you know appear on Earth as a creator of, of movies. Well, I mean, so the famed director, you know, writer and producer George Lucas, he was born in George Walton. Uh, was born George Walton Lucas Jr. And uh, it was May fourteenth, nineteen forty four. That was his birthday, um, and it was in Modesto, California, and. You know, his parents sold retail office supplies. They owned a walnut ranch in California. And, you know, he kind of, he grew up a normal childhood, I would say. But, and he wanted to be a race car driver. That's pretty cool. And it, it shows in a lot of his work. You know, yeah. American Graffiti is about, you know, these cars. Yeah, it's a lot of cars. Muscle cars is kind of a, a big thing. The T-Bird and, yeah. and the then white in, T-Bird. And then and in A Phantom Menace, you had the pod race. The pod race. That was the coolest thing. In fact, I loved that video game. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, that was a good video <laughs> that game. That was such a good video game. You know, One speak- of the best racer video games of all time. <laughs> but um, and, and so it, it shows in his work. And he, he went to, uh, it says that he studied cinematography at the University of Southern California. Yeah, USC. He was a Trojan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he caught the eye of guess who? I don't know. Who? Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola? You mean Coppola? Yeah, Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola. I'm, I'm reading it. I, I don't, I've only ever read his name. I don't know if I've ever heard it. So Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty cool, actually. Francis Ford Coppola, he's... The creator of Apocalypse Now and uh, the the Godfather trilogy, probably yeah. some people say you know Star Wars, the original three epi- movies, is the best trilogy. Is the best trilogy ever. Others would say no, Godfather is the best trilogy ever. And Francis Ford Coppola is the guy behind those. And so yeah. to have Francis yeah. Ford Coppola, because he came and he said he said I want to take you under my wing and help you get into the business. Yeah, he so. noticed him. He kind of discovered him and and. Uh, mentored him along the way and that's a pretty good mentor if you got yeah. that'd be like having george lucas 
pick, today <laughs> pick out say, hey, Danny, you want to be a filmmaker? I think you're good. Come and watch me and help me. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and so he, he started off making those movies. And he did this like sci-fi short that was really big and stuff. Um, but He's made some stinkers, though. Oh, yeah. And there's one that I've got to tell you about. And it's, it's really, really bad. And it came out in 2015, and it's called Strange Magic. Strange Magic. And it's Strange uh, Magic. <laughs> it's is just, it that? Yeah, I that think song so. is that connected. <laughs> I think it's in it. I think it might be. But it, it's such a bad movie. It's the CGI animated film, and it's kind of a modern day retelling of A Midsummer's Night Dream by Shakespeare. Shakespeare, yeah. Oh, but it, and it's a musical. And they take a bunch of <laughs> musical Midsummer Night's Dream, <laughs> and it takes a bunch of songs from like the '60s and '70s, oh. and it's got um, Elvis Presley's "Can't Help Falling in Love," oh. <laughs> and it's got uh, "Sugar Pie Honey Bun." Sugar Pie Honey Bun. And I watched it because I was on this like, oh, let me watch all of George Lucas's stuff. Yeah. And I watched it. I'm like, this is bad. I can't unsee that. <laughs> like, I don't know why he wanted to make this. I'd never heard of it until. You just told me about it right before we started recording. That's pretty bad. Oh, and all right. So, so George Lucas became a filmmaker. He made some pretty great movies. Made a couple stinkers, but uh, and and did Star Wars. Star Wars, probably one of the greatest trilogies of all time. The beginning of modern uh, <coughs> special effects. Really, I mean, he invented a lot of amazing special effects. You know, oh yeah, for Star Wars, I remember seeing you know the making of Star Wars was a big TV show that came out, you know, and and how they did the sound editing was even cool and yeah, and it's just this is why I think he's a good wordist. That's Cause, why because you know like if you look at his scripts, the dialogue is kind of clunky and it's not the best, but the world that he's created, this universe, is so expansive and you can tell so many stories with it and. One of the things that is kind of cool is he takes the hero's journey and tells it in a new way. Mm. You know, he, he, you've got Luke. You know, he he basically starts off as nothing and he learns skills along the way and becomes the hero that we all know and love and, and saves the day. You know, he becomes this Jedi. He, he has a, a mentor figure. kind of and, and by the way, thanks to Lucas and his crew of filmmakers, came out with probably the greatest movie twist of all time oh yeah luke i am your father yeah spoiler if you if you knew like if you're mad about this spoiler i mean come on it's yeah. been out for 40 40 years <laughs> chances are anybody who's listening to this has seen star wars yeah i mean out the empire we don't need to be worried about but um anyway like that that, that twist i remember uh I, my first experience with watching star wars was i was pretty young i think i was like maybe six or seven and you were showing us all three movies all at once in one day. Mm-hmm. All right. And it, we started in the afternoon and we ended pretty late at night. And right after that scene happens, you know, he goes, uh, he tells Luke, he goes, no, I am your father. Um, Michael and I, my brother, we were freaking out. We're like, oh my gosh, like what? Like he can't be as father. You know, we're all crazy. And then the credits roll. And we're like, we got to know what happens next. And you're like, all right, let's watch the next movie. And right as we're starting the movie, you tell us, you know, I had to wait three years to find out what happens. <laughs> oh, there's torture. <laughs> and meanwhile, Mike and I, we're, we're, we're watching it five minutes after the yeah. it just happened. So, Yeah, the, the people crying about having to wait a whole year for a movie. 
you got nothing now. I mean, <laughs> or a right. whole week, you know. That's yeah. Um, and and uh, where did that that twist come from? You told me something really interesting that I had never heard before. Yeah. So this Empire Strikes Back was not directed by George Lucas. Now he did come up with the story, the plot beats, and everything. But he was working with the director, Irvin Kershner. Irvin Kershner is famous for actually taking a lot of movies and doing sequels to them. You know, he did RoboCop 2 and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but he was looking at the script and he was like, you know, there's there's not a lot of humanity to these characters. And I want to make the characters look like, make the story a little more character driven more than plot beat driven. And so he was working with George Lucas and they came to the original script idea. And the original script idea, it was written as. Uh, Darth Vader's talking to Luke, he says, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father, did he? And Luke's like, he told me you killed him. And then he goes, no, I am your father. Well, originally, it was going to be, no, Obi-Wan killed your father. And even some of the actors who had gotten the script before it was rewrote or whatever, rewritten, sorry, um, they were like, oh, wow, what a great twist. You know, Obi-Wan killed his father. Who would have thought, you know? But Irvin was like, no, that, that just doesn't seem right. There's got, we got to add a, something a little more, a bigger connection, something that's a little more impactful. And George Lucas was like, okay, I think you're right. And so George Lucas came up with the idea on how to do Darth Vader as his father instead. And only like a few people knew about it. Like only uh, Mark Hamill knew. And I think, I think it was obviously the guy who voiced Darth Vader, James, uh, Earl, Jones. James Earl Jones, who knew. I think those were the only two actors. I'm, I think there may have been one or two. Who knew? But that, that's just this cool idea how the idea came about. Okay, so here's here's a thought. Uh, Irvin Kershner is responsible somewhat for the greatest plot twist of all time. But then could you also blame him for the plots of episodes one, two, and three? No. Uh, you know, because no, he, he asked, now we have to take... How, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. The plot twist wasn't changed, though. Like, Anakin Skywalker was going to be Darth Vader no matter what. Right? Oh, really? Okay. Right? Because, like, Darth Vader, or George Lucas said... Uh, well, not if he got killed. Not if Obi-Wan killed him. Oh. If Obi-Wan killed him, then Darth Vader wasn't around oh, for yeah, episode I guess you're three, right. four, or four, five, and six. Yeah. So if that is, if that's true... No, 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 no. He, I remember he said that he was originally going to say that that was Darth Vader trying to mess with Luke. Oh. You know, so it was going to be a lie, but then he made yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. And so that's why it wasn't as good a twist Yeah, before. you're right. Okay. You know, and then he was like, no, he is his father. You know, brings out this whole thing. Okay, go back and erase all that. Not really. <laughs> just kidding. But. But, uh, but yeah, and so, you know, he, he created one of the biggest plot twists of all time. Okay. And he's a masterful storyteller. And that's one of the big things about it is he's so good at telling stories. So then when he sells... The Lucas Arts was it Lucas Arts Lucas Film Lucas Film for four point what was it four point five billion or four point oh five billion oh five yeah yeah as if four point five and four point oh five are huge differences but anyway uh, so then Disney takes over and and people are not pleased with a lot of Disney until I think the it's about half and half it's very divisive yeah I think so. I think half the fan base loves the new Star Wars movies like Rogue One I thought was really good oh Rogue One's the best one out of the and movies. Solo was very controversial, but I didn't mind it. I kind of liked it. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I feel like the fans were a bit mean on that one. My biggest thing is I don't think that... Uh, you and I have had this discussion. The the new villain, Kylo Ren, I just don't think he's a very good villain. I actually think he's the strongest part of the movies. Yeah, I, I disagree with that. 
Like, I don't think the actors because I great. find Ray to be a bit of a Mary Sue. Well, see, I like Ray. I think she's cool. Well, I mean, I, she's never had any training, and yet she's somehow. Well, maybe she's would have been the greatest Jedi of all time. I know it's just maybe she would have been like you know Whip and Yoda. Take the hero's journey where yet they have to struggle to learn things. She doesn't struggle to learn things. She just well, knows it. Okay. You know. I mean, I guess I see that, but. But um, I I mean I don't hate the movies. I'm on the side. I'm like I'm like I look back at them and I think about them. And I'm like, well, these aren't terrible. Like, like there's there's parts that I'm like that doesn't make any sense. Like I said, Ray, for instance, uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And the Last Jedi has some problems here and there, some plot beats that I don't care for. But every time I come out of the movie theater, I'm entertained. You know, it doesn't matter. Rogue One, Han Solo, Force Awakens, Last Jedi. I've been entertained at every film. Yeah, I would say that's true. He, but he does introduce some very controversial characters sometimes. And, like, the, probably the most is Jar Jar, right? Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I think one of the legacies of George Lucas that is going to be remembered is his pioneering for such great special effects. Yeah. You know, I can... I've, I've never... I never experienced it the way most people experience Star Wars, like when in the theater, and the the, the opening credits roll, and then you have that giant Star Destroyer come oh, across the screen. Oh, man, that was so amazing. Yeah, and people had never seen anything like and that And I was, before. you know, as a seven-year-old boy watching that, and I think I remember we were down fairly close to the front, like in the first ten rows. Yeah. And it was, you know, back in my day, the movie theaters all were enormous. Yeah. I mean, think of like a the six-plex movie theater today. Imagine that same space only having two theaters. Yeah. That's what most movie theaters were like. And so the screens were enormous, and we were down close to the front. Mm-hmm. And sitting back and like as a seven-year-old boy, you almost felt like that thing was literally flying over you. Yeah. So and yeah, you know was, the big music like and then, yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah yeah the um was that first movie in Dolby, you know wow. Dolby uh Dolby Digital Sound um I can't remember I don't know for sure yeah. but I, but the sound was amazing and just oh gosh that was just the. And, and so that's, Probably one of the great experiences of film, and because of the way movies are today, I don't know if you experience the same. Although those big, you know, the big theaters they've got now with the nice chairs with the recliners, and you can get some of that in, in that. But it's not as new today yeah. because that was so new then. And all those special effects were so revolutionary. You know, like yeah. his little speeder, they, they were able to like wipe out the wheels on a car and it made it look like it was floating. Then you've got all the space battles and stuff, the Death Star destroying. Wait, wait, wait. The speeders weren't really floating? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I'm so certain they are. But, um, <laughs> and in the lightsaber alone, you know, all the blaster effects, like all that kind of stuff. It was just so new. And obviously no one had ever seen it before. And so I think his ability to take filmmaking and push it to its limits, yeah. you know, that's what makes him this great wordist because he tells these stories in new ways. And even though that character I mentioned, yeah, Jar Jar. to get back to him, Jar Jar, a lot of people hate him. I don't hate him. I think he's cool. I mean, he's a Sith Lord after all. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, there's an internet kind of joke, but it started out it's as not a joke. It's the truth. That Jar Jar was planned to be a Sith Lord. I don't think it's true. Well, I don't know if he was planned or not, but he was one. <laughs> I believe it. But, um, Jar Jar, love him or hate him, most people hate him, but he is a revolutionary special effect for the 90s. 
because, you know, they had had CGI characters in small parts before, like in James Cameron's The Abyss, there's this water-like creature that's basically the movie monster that was made out of CGI, but it was only, what, like four or five minutes of screen time, whereas Jar Jar had, like, half the screen time. He was there for so long, and, you know, we had never seen a creature, you know, made in such a way on film, and it was, it's pretty cool, you know, just to see, like, the, the special effects, it's new, and how that has come into play in all these big movies. You wouldn't have Thanos from the Avengers without Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, that's a good point. So, hate him, love him or hate him, Jar Jar made Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> that know? might be, some people might argue that's a little bit of a leap, but it is, he was pioneering something that someone else might have come up with, but he's the one who came up with it, so... No, not George came Lucas up, came up with not came up with it, well, but perfected it. He made it so that you could do this in a movie with a character that is yeah that long in the film instead of just a small portion of the character. And and he has like <clears throat> like so many special effects in each of those films. Um, all did you know that every single clone in those movies is CGI? Yeah. Oh, and 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 just the uh, uh, Queen Amidala's ship. Oh yeah, the shading and stuff. The on shading it. on it was so incredible. If you, if any of you are listening to this and you're also fans of uh, Leo Laporte's Twit Network, you know what we're talking about because um, one of the guys, Alex, uh, Alex something or another. Anyway, he's on his Mac Break Weekly show all the time. Uh, he was he worked for Lucasfilm yeah. at the time, and uh, he's the one who did a lot of that shading yeah. on that that ship, and and it. Beautiful. It's amazing. Even if you don't like the movie, you got to recognize that that's a beautiful piece of artwork. And that pod racing scene. The pod racing. Oh, that's the coolest part of the film for me. Yeah. At least when I was a kid, that was the coolest part. Well, it probably is. It's probably the most entertaining. And, and you know, the the engines like crashing and tumbling, they're all CGI. They're, yeah. it, and it's it's almost beautiful. In and again, sense. the sound in that. With yeah. The dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but... And that's why he's such a huge word. Like, and he's he's so influential. Like, you know, he's he's gonna be in these. I think the history books for filmmaking. Yeah. Easily. Uh, so bonus round. Uh, who's your favorite Star Wars character? My favorite Star Wars character of all time, huh? I want to think on it. I want to hear yours first. Well, I want to say Luke, but. I know most people are going to hate me on this, but I think Hannah Skywalker is my favorite. Just just because I'm a big fan of the Star Wars: The Clone Wars TV show, and that TV show fixes Anakin Skywalker. Like he's bad in the movies, you know, like especially as like he's a kid, he's kind of annoying. And then in the second one, he's the this you know angsty teenager or whatever. He's not as bad in the third movie. I think he's actually decent in the third movie. But the TV show, they make him a very you know charming. Uh, fun action hero and he's I, he makes a lot of sense and they actually make a lot of the plot beats of his character that you know like he's mad about the jedi council not making him a master and everything but it makes sense in that show and they 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 basically round out his character and he's the best part of the show for me and your favorite pizza is uh high school cafeteria pizza right what i mean it's the same level Oh. To put him at that high level. I mean, that's just... It's like he's like the hamburger of Star Wars characters. Anakin Skywalker? I, I grew up with him. Oh, you're nuts. Anyway, okay. All right. I'll give you that. 
My favorite character is is Han Solo. Han Solo. Because here's the thing. As a kid, you know, I was seven when the first Star Wars A New Hope came out. I was ten when... Oh, man, I was so disappointed. I went away to summer camp. Oh, no, no, no. I changed my mind. Obi-Wan. Okay. The prequel's Obi-Wan. The prequel Obi-Wan. Because he's really good. Okay. He's yeah. like, everyone says that Ewan McGregor is the best part of the prequels. Yeah, he's probably the best actor in the prequels. Because uh, he's also, one, he's great in the, the show, but the the movies, he's I, he's such a fan favorite, they're trying to get him to become in the... All right, you saved yourself. I'm not going to have to slap you around <laughs> after we're done recording. But I no, still but do here, like Anakin a lot. Here's, here's my thing. When we were... You know, 10 and 11 and 12 years old. All of us in the neighborhood, we had the little action figures. And my friend had the Millennium Falcon. I had the dumb snow speeder. I was so disappointed. I wanted the tie, an, an X-Wing. But my mom, you know, notoriously is the, the Christmas Eve shopper. And all the X-Wings were gone already at the local yeah. Kmart. But anyway, so I got the, the snow speeder. But we would play... Star Wars. And then we also would play, you know, not with the characters. We would play ourselves, you know. And my dad's old Chevy was the Millennium Falcon. We'd go jump <laughs> on the front of it. I had this stick that I used as my blaster in any way. And so whenever we played, my friends, we had a little girl in the neighborhood. She was always Princess Leia. My little Fred, friend, uh, um, uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Anyway, he was always Luke Skywalker, and I was always Han Solo. Yeah, that's how we played it. And then, and when we had a the kid who lived upstairs in our house, he was always Chewbacca. <laughs> well, that's it for our wordest of the week. That's the wordest of the week. That's pretty cool. So, um, uh, we we have to sort of say we've took a long break. It's been a year. The last one we did was December thirtieth of twenty eighteen. Okay, so we'll see you in in December twenty twenty, right? <laughs> no. Um, we want to do more of these. Uh, George Lucas is the wordist of this week because, you know, he did all this Star Wars stuff and everything. Um, I think next week we're probably going to do someone a little closer to my heart. You don't care for hardly at all probably because you don't like this movie series at all. You're going to hate this. J.K. Rowling. Oh, no. <laughs> he he doesn't like Harry Potter. But so, so next week, uh, Daniel will be joined by his brother, Michael, as they discuss <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> All right. No, I'll be here with you. I'll, I think it would be interesting. I'll be like the old fart sitting up in the uh, in the balcony on the Muppets. <laughs> get, get off my lawn. I am adamant that if you just got past the first... Two or three films. Anyway, so we'll, we'll go on and we'll talk about it, I suppose. But uh, J.K. Yeah. Rowling. <sighs> but if you enjoyed this, please make sure that you subscribe. You can find us uh, through Anchor.fm. That's you how who's find hosting us. There's, there's several different uh, podcasts. You, you, Apple Podcasts. Can you find it on Apple iTunes. iTunes? Can you find it on Google Play? Yes. Yeah. Can you find it on uh, Spotify? Uh, Spotify. Yes, yeah. you can find it on that. Yeah. Can you find it at Walmart? <laughs> no. No, probably not at Walmart. All right. Cool. All right, thank you guys. Bye. Bye. So I want to uh, make something clear. Um, we're going to save the J.K. Rowling episode for another time. That was what we thought we were going to do, but I want to give my father a chance to try and watch the movies again. Uh, I'm going to try and convince him. I don't know if he will. He's He just really doesn't like those movies. He never liked them when they came out. But we're going to see if we can try to convince him to like the movies uh, maybe, you know, watching further down the road. Um, and we're going to do a different wordist next week. 
So stay tuned. We don't know who it is yet, but we're working on this. And this tells you how much we had this all planned. We don't. We're just kind of doing it. We're having fun. Uh, but stay tuned. We're going to do another Wordist next week. Uh, someone that we both like. And uh, we'll see where that goes. Thank you. Bye.